0: Hey guys, what's up? It's William, the Opinion Updike, here with Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network. Woo! I'm joined as I am every day by my best friend. Positive
1: Chuck Bockler. Everyone should be positive after this weekend.
0: Oh man, there's <laughs> so much to be happy about. So as you know, we are your two favorite Clippers fans coming at you five days a week with the Locked On NBA Network. If you haven't checked us out yet... Be sure to come back. We're always updating with new stuff. We got a heck of a show lined up for you today. <laughs> we're going to do some general NBA talk. We're going to talk about the the big brawl. You're going <laughs> to know our takes on it. Uh, get into a little bit of scores. And then we're going to jump into largely Clippers stuff. Pretty much given all the clips. name of the podcast. So we've got the game against the OKC Thunder and the game against the Rockets, which, I mean... I think we I can say we're all very elated about it. Absolutely. I think we can just give you an early <laughs> hint. The Clippers are obviously going 81 and 1.
1: It's absolutely going to happen.
0: All right, so all that and more coming up right now. We got a very special show which is brought
1: to you by our friends at Metro Infinity. They're at 821 East Central and Avenue in Monrovia, just off the 210. Guys, they're the only dealer in California that is family-owned and have been in business for over 25 years.
0: It's incredible. And one of our favorite parts about Metro Infinity is that if you don't like going to the dealership, it's hard. I don't like going outside. No, it's stressful. We're both (laughs) angoraphobic. Uh, but it's no problem over at Metro Infinity. They'll bring you new car and paperwork to your home, to your office. You can complete the whole transaction. Just make sure to mention Locked On, and we'll get, we'll, and you'll get another $500 off of any car purchase.
1: If you're thinking about a new Infinity, or even in the market for a new car in general... Any car! Just give them a chance to earn your business. You will not regret it. They also have over 50 certified pre-owned Infinities. You can reach them at 626 599-7510 or MetroInfinity.com. Right now, you can lease a new Infinity Q50 3.0 luxury loaded with Navi with $1,000 down at 325 a month plus tax. That's $1,000 down and a low monthly payment. Guys, mention Locked On. Get an extra $500 off. All right, now that we're fired up, let's talk about this Lakers-Rockets fight. Yeah. Okay, Okay, so
0: apparently this is the first real NBA fight in about
1: 12 years. Since the infamous battles at the Palace. I believe so. Yeah. Um, So the suspensions got handed down. Everyone kind of knows what happened at this point. Rondo spit on Chris Paul just 100% actually spit on Chris Paul. Spitgate, you're sure that he spit on him? I would put my hand on the Bible and swear that I am very confident he spit on him. I've seen high def videos. That's all I've been doing at work today. It's, it's, definitely a, it's definitely a spit. It's not a loogie. It's not a loogie.
0: It's not like a hawking sort of thing,
1: but it is disrespectful. It's very disrespectful. Then Chris Paul puts his hand in his face. That's Understandably. Also, understandably, also disrespectful. Uh, this all started because Ingram was very frustrated with James Harden's flopping, or what he perceived as flopping.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I understand it. I think, though, that that's a part of the game. And yeah, that's, like, that's the
1: MVP also. And,
0: yeah, and that's part of defense, and... I don't know, man, you you kind of have to... You should know... I don't, it's not the
1: first time he's played the Rockets. It's not his first NBA game. He should be acting like a professional. Uh, and that's Harden's goal every time for exactly what just happened to happen.
0: Oh, yeah, and the more
1: someone like that gets into your head... They win. Yeah, They always. already win. The suspensions were handed down, and they were in my eyes I think both of our eyes lenient as all hell so lenient (laughs) Ingram gets four games Rondo gets three CP3 gets two CP3 with two I'm kind of okay with he got spit on yeah I don't know
0: I just think I think it's a little bit they're in in a super tough position this is the head of the players union yeah brawling on a nationally televised game (laughs) yeah a big game (laughs) LeBron's home debut yeah (laughs) Uh, one of my favorite parts of the whole thing is just LeBron holding, carrying Chris Paul yeah. away from the fight.
1: Uh, it was kind of a shock how little other players seemed to get involved. I was kind of impressed that, like Ingram's the only one who really comes in, other than Rondo in CP3 to throw punches. All the other guys are kind of diffusing the situation. Yeah, it didn't escalate into like a whole big thing, which I think was really good. At, which probably went into the you know lenient suspensions that went down. Yeah, um, I was happy about that. Some
0: of it makes me think, though, that the reason it didn't break out into a whole team brawl is that this was more of a, a personal thing, First. and there was just an inciting incident that happened to happen
1: that night. Yeah, they and like I, I think it was Doc Rivers who said, "I'm surprised they didn't fight before this," or someone had said that, where it's like, "Yeah, these two guys hate each other." It
0: makes sense that they wouldn't <laughs> like each other.
1: Um, but you know, that's what that other team from L.A. does. We don't do that over here on the Clippers. No, we're not no. getting into any of that.
0: Oh, one last yeah. one last thought. What about Ingram's? What about Ingram's jump in on the on the brawl?
1: I don't so, I don't like it. I'm happy. I guess the only reason the the positive from it was that he didn't hit anyone who wasn't directly involved between Rondo and Chris Paul. Yeah, I'm happy he didn't just like sucker punch Carmelo. Yeah, or that's like true. Eric Gordon or something like that. But he's like landing punches towards the back of Chris Paul's head, and I he was mad at Harden initially. So it's yeah. like, and Rondo didn't get attacked no he like sp- he incited the incident he did he's an instigator he isn't inst- yeah it was like it was I mean Rondo's an instigator Harden's an instigator Harden though I was really surprised how calmly he was mostly he just confused yeah like he was like why are you doing this yeah I'm the MVP you're a third year player you need to chill out yeah I wonder if it'll set I know it does set kind of a weird precedent for other fights I don't think there's gonna be other fights but pretty crazy very crazy let's hope it doesn't happen again or if it does this was a pretty good scrap as far as NBA fights go it was very entertaining they both got I think it was a draw as well yeah um with maybe the loss going to Ingram for getting uh
0: oh yeah I if, if we're giving out grades for the fight I'm saying net neutral for Rondo I'm gonna say a slight win for Chris Paul I'm gonna say a
1: big win for Chris Paul
0: okay big win for
1: Chris Paul <laughs> a big L for Ingram yeah definitely Miguel for Ingram but his stock dropped a lot in my eyes but if you're his friend you do know who he has your back Yeah, kind of (laughs) all right. We could talk about this for hours. Uh, Let's get into some actual NBA news. The Kings defeated the Thunder. 131 to, uh, I believe, 120. I don't know. I left the one digit off on this note. I really <laughs> apologize. They didn't lose 131 to 12. Uh, De'Aaron Fox had 22, 10, and 4. I think for this season, he's averaging like 25 and 8 or something right now. Oh, wow. wait to go. He's low-key been really good. Yeah. Um, one of our favorite players. My guy, Marvin Bagley, got more minutes than usual. 24, turned into 13 points and 7 boards. Funny how that works. Yeah. You give a really great player a lot of minutes. Great contributions against a solid team team that
0: will definitely seed higher than them, so yeah, well, you can't ask for much more.
1: Maybe. Uh, <laughs> the ghost of Iman Shumpert led the Kings with 26 points. Absurd. <laughs> Truly insane. Um, Westbrook came back, this was his first game back, 32-12-8. Fantastic. Uh, PG had 29. Only real downside for the Thunder, no one else scored more than 14. <laughs> That's not going to... Uh, get you the Ws. I have a note in here. I want to see what you think about it. Are the Kings going to be that team that beats good teams, like a bad team that beats good teams? Oh, yeah. Because their veterans are just going to be like, oh, no, I care tonight. Like, Iman Chumpert was like, oh, I want to show these guys I can still hoop.
0: They've got, vet- they've got the the veteran leadership. They've got some exciting, very exciting young guys. Um, you know, here's the thing is the NBA is so stacked. There's <laughs> Yeah. I know that we have this perception, and sometimes we bag on teams here. There's not a bad team in the NBA. For sure. There's teams that, like, well, don't put together as many wins as other teams. There's teams that are definitely stronger than other teams. But no team is, like, top to bottom truly bad. Truly
1: bad. Yeah. That's a good point.
0: Any night, like,
1: you're you're at risk for the L. I think maybe the closest team to it that's, like, a couple injuries away is maybe the Nets. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bad team if a couple guys get hurt. And maybe the Knicks. But anyway, they're good now. Uh, the Nuggets beat the Warriors in a thrilling 198 uh, victory. Nuggets are 3-0 and for the first time in, a, I think, like 10 years or something like that. Uh, Curry had 30 points for the Warriors. Durant, 20, 11, and 7. Jokic went off. Gary Harris went off. They combined for 51, 14, and 7. Weirdly enough, no one else on the Nuggets had more than 11. That kind of makes sense.
0: They're like, uh, other than Jokic, I feel like they're
1: pretty yeah. they're, they're pretty well ba- balanced. Jamal Murray had three points, and they still were able to beat the Warriors. I think he went 0-5 from three. Uh, Hernan Gomez had a sick game-saving block. Awesome. Very clean block. He's got some actually solid tattoos as well, I will say. Hernan Gomez gets an A-plus for tattoos. What
0: I can't think off the top of my head. What's he got going they on? They just
1: look good symmetrically, I thought. Oh, I saw okay. the couple
0: was like, oh, good-looking tats.
1: Um, are the Nuggets for real? Man,
0: tough to say. If they can keep this up, it seems very real. Like, holding the Warriors to under 100 is very impressive. That's the key to beating the Warriors. And they shot 52%
1: on free throws, and they still won.
0: That is Disgusting.
1: Yeah. (laughs) um, No, and it also seems like Jokic is so good. We kind of talked about this with, like, Anthony Davis with casual fans. Mm -hmm. Casual fans don't realize that Jokic might be, like, the best offensive big man in the league. Yeah. He's almost putting up triple-double Second. Yeah, for sure. But like in that tier of just like him and Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis is obviously more athletic, so it's a little more fun to watch Mm -hmm. and defensively puts it together. But Jokic's offensive game is unbelievably polished.
0: Yeah, very sound. And it seems like he's been a little bit better defensively.
1: He's at least hustling. It seems like a lot of guys have made that turn this year, like Gallo for us. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I can at least look like I'm trying really hard. Yeah. Sometimes that effort pays off, weirdly. (laughs) Yeah, I guess
0: one kind of um, defensive change they've made is he's playing a little bit closer to the top of the key and like to the elbow Mm. versus sagging towards the basket because he's not really that great of a rim protector or shot blocker, so... With him, like, just kind of spreading out and creating havoc in like passing and driving lanes, mm-hmm. I think that's a little bit more effective,
1: yeah. And, getting like, in people's eye lines and space and stuff like that, yeah. And
0: you won't get like the highlight defensive reels off that, you won't get the good, the, like, the greatest stats, but like, it's stuff like that that really makes a difference. And like, when I think when a coach finds the way that they can tailor you to your skill set, uh, to still be effective, I mean, I think. The, you know, that's how you get over the hump.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, that wraps up the most important Western Conference games. After this break, we're going to be breaking down the Thunder game against the Clippers and the Rockets game. So, first game against the Thunder, we Will predicted a win. I was an idiot, predicted a loss, happily take that. Uh, loser. I'll eat my words. I uh, said on Friday, why are you doing that? <laughs> so, this was a story of the first and the last quarter. It really was. Second and third were really bad. Yeah. The second and third were awful. The first quarter... It was a sandwich where somehow the bread is better than the rest <laughs> of the parts? That's exactly what it was. That's 100% what this was. The Clippers started on a 16-0 run, and it was like, we were yeah. ready to blow them out of the gym. Uh, I, yeah. Everything was going in. Uh, the defense looked great. The bench came in and almost gave up the lead. The first quarter ended 27-20. to which is way too close if you go on a 16-0 run. Yeah. Uh, I I think
0: a slight correction it might have been a 16-2 run. Excuse me, 16-2. I think, two I think it was a 14-0 um, run and then it
1: turned into a 16-2. But Yeah, either way, you shouldn't be only up by 7. Yeah. After that first quarter. Yeah. The second crew came in and it was not uh, very good. Got some good notes here from Justin Russo. Fantastic follow on Twitter if you're a Clippers fan. Uh so in the so the second and third quarter were pretty garbage. Yeah. We were losing at one point. By like eight points, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Looked really discombobulated. Ball movement wasn't happening. Uh, In crunch time, Doc went with Shea, uh, Lou, which is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Like those are two guys who seem to also be getting along. Yeah. Which is nice. Their chemistry on court is really good. Um, That kind of brought us back in the fourth. Gallo had 26, didn't even play in the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah, he he was incredible. He
1: played really great, and it was nice that Doc... Was like, we don't need him right now. Like, let's see. You and I were both pretty surprised at how much, I guess, leeway they got in that fourth quarter for that lineup. Yeah. Because it looked a little shaky at the start. It did. Um, Gallo and Toby each had 26. And I think if they can combine for 40 plus a night every night, we're going to have, we're going to be in every single game. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a close match.
0: We'll be right in there still.
1: Um, The whole fourth quarter was played by Shea, Lou, Luka Balamute, Tobias, and Boban. They had a plus 91.7 net rating, which kind of let Shea do his thing. Yeah. You made this good note when you were watching. This lineup let Shea drive and then kick or finish. Yeah, absolutely. Which right now is what he kind of needs to be doing. Yeah, he's
0: got a little bit more, he's got a little bit of spacing and he can be aggressive towards the rim.
1: The Clippers, so. I put a note here that's kind of dumb. Uh, they have a lot of guys that they just let Play like themselves. I agree. You know, Um, yeah. And if this might sound
0: like a little cerebral or stupid, but like we're not trying to force this system. This like this system. I mean, obviously, I think the biggest note is we're trying to get like ball movement up more. Mm -hmm. But other than that, we have these guys who are like kind of niche guys almost. I would say absolutely. And like we kind of let them be them to the X level. Yeah,
1: and it like. Um, it takes a coach. It's weird because Doc is still kind of stubborn with rotations. Yeah, but he's letting people play to their own strengths.
0: You know, we haven't we haven't gone all the way through the bench. Obviously, we haven't got to see Jerome more on that later yeah. yet. But um, I've been surprised still at like how how there has been he, how he has been tinkering with lineups still. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was kind of worried that we'd be stuck with that starting lineup and then you know a few minutes like at the end of quarters from the from from the second unit. Yeah, um, but. Fortunately, that hasn't been the case. I had a couple of notes here. For sure, um, Gallo. I thought it's it's incredible how much better shape he's in, dude. It's crazy. I, I couldn't even fully appreciate it the first game, but like his his game has turned around. Um, he yeah, he's, he's
1: athletic now. He looks so much more athletic. I feel like he has more dunks this year than he has in his entire career maybe.
0: Yeah. Based on nothing, I'm going to agree For with sure. you. For sure. Um yeah, he's looked great. He's he's hustling on both sides of the floor. That ball movement that first quarter. Uh we haven't had anything like that before or since. No. Uh which is a little bit unfortunate. I'm going to probably be breaking down that game footage, you know, yeah. every night before I go to sleep. <laughs> uh but it was really good. I I noticed sometimes in that second unit um when especially when Lou is handling the point like running the ball down, um, it gets a little stagnant. Mm-hmm. Um, he can have a tendency to, you know, just be the guy on ball. Yeah. Um, with no and, real play drawn up. And that's, you know, I, I think that having these guys that we let be them to the X degree, it has its negatives, For too. sure. And so I, I think what I'd like to see in that unit is just, just switching back and forth more. You know, sometimes Shea runs the point. Yeah. Sometimes Lou does. And I think um, that'll
1: come with they seem to be getting closer.
0: Yeah, they like it was um, last night in the Rockets game, like in between possessions when there was free throw shooting and stuff.
1: Shay and Lou were like buddying around. They're playing Cat's Cradle. They're doing, um, (laughs) you have a note in here that I think is the most important thing from the Thunder uh, Clippers victory Ralph Lawler's The First Noel Joke. Oh, man. Are you a fan or no? (laughs) I'm trying to decide if it's. uh, I love it. You're going, you're going, I'm going to, it's awesome uh it's a little too dad for me all right that's fair he's eighty thousand years
0: old let him have his jokes yeah that's fair i just think <laughs> he's got he's got some more he's got some some better
1: one he's working out right. he's working out it's early in the season yeah He'll this is this is like his drop-in at the comedy seller. like he just yeah wanted to, he just wanted to check it out <laughs> this is his redemption tour um so now we can go into the rockets will came down to the bar that i bartend on sundays we watched it um what are your thoughts on this you had a lot more viewing time than i did
0: Oh man, this was a
1: close and
0: like electrifying game. We also all the way both through. predicted
1: a win. Yes, I will say that, which yeah. was great.
0: Uh, and part of that, you know, was definitely due to we we knew that Chris Paul was was
1: most likely not going to be playing. We had to take advantage of this win, and I'm so happy, or this game, and I'm so happy we got the win.
0: Yeah, uh, it's really great to be in a, a two-one position right now, especially considering the competition that we've played. Mm-hmm. Um. Man, uh, okay, I, g- I guess there's a lot of stuff, um, Gallo started out kind of cold in the game, uh, I was really impressed with, though, how he stayed engaged all the way through, kept taking his shots when they were open, and then it later came around for him, and he, yeah. you know, he he finished out with a pretty solid night, um, yeah, uh, we're still having some issues with that backcourt combination it's of
1: just Beverly and Bradley. It just um, doesn't seem like it's fitting together well.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to get too negative, but the two of them, like, Beverly finished negative 14 and Bradley negative 21. Which for two guys who make their bones off being defenders... It's not that... Yeah, <laughs> it's not it, good! It is not that great. Um, I think uh Bradley especially has really been struggling um that's what I'm like we keep hearing this talk we're playing him so we can trade him but no one's gonna want him I know that's I I feel like that's kind of the conundrum that we're stuck in right now this seemed like a pretty good team contract when we signed it in the (laughs) offseason sure um that he was gonna at the you know either be a contributing member at the very least be a very tradable piece uh with the season thus far not
1: as so much still very early yeah small sample size still,
0: still very small sample size um it has not been great. Um we were talking about earlier if maybe it's time to, to give somebody else a little bit of a shot.
1: Thorn God.
0: Uh Thornwell all day. Um Beverly uh Beverly though, you know, despite the plus minus numbers, you know, you can't can't put all the stock in that. I thought he had a much better game than he's had Mm -hmm. all season. He was way more locked in. Uh, He was just active and aggressive the whole time. Uh, He was really, you know, he was doing his best to make trouble for Harden. Kind of fouling a lot.
1: He's gotten a lot of, which I think some of this also is maybe on the refs. There's been so many ticky-tacky fouls called in a couple of these games. There was a play, I think, against the Nuggets where, uh, Jokic and Gortat just, like, kind of run into each other inadvertently. Mm-hmm. And the refs called a foul on Gortat. Yeah. Like, they literally were both, like, it's like when you, you're you walking into somebody and you get, both kind of go left, you both kind of go right. It was like that, and it was a foul on Gortat. Yeah. And it's, especially against a guy like Harden in this Rockets game, you're going to pick up a couple of those fouls.
0: Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, in the first, we were, I think we were at a four-point deficit in the first, uh, and we had a weird lineup go in of Shea... Lou, Mike, Scott, uh, Luke Mbamute, Mute, and Trez, hmm. um, and it was actually like pretty effective in being able to put some points up, um, not being too big of a sieve uh, yeah. defensively, and getting us back in the game. Um, man, I think the one of my favorite lineups to like matchups to watch was obviously Shea versus Harden. Um, he looked really poised. He looked really poised. There were some moments where, like you could tell, he was definitely anxious, and I, th- I think that's just a reps thing with him being, with him being younger and yeah. not quite having those those MVP matchups quite no yet. Shit, no um, shit. But he did a really good job of not like not getting baited into fouls, like from the Harden stop and pop. Yeah, um, didn't punch anyone in the face. Didn't punch anybody <laughs> in the face, uh, which is. You know, always a plus or a negative. I mean, just depends on the night, really. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was like in his face. He was he was constantly busy, and he was also great. I thought he was really great offensively. Mike Scott hit his first points of the season. It, yes, the yeah, God. he hit an open three for his first points of the season. Woo! Game three. Let's do way it. To go, Mike Scott. Uh, Luke Mbamute. Yeah, the prince has returned you think he's back he's back he's <laughs> all back baby uh he hit uh he hit a big three when the game got very close mm-hmm. and from that point on the Clippers did not lose the lead again there we go um so yeah he would he um he got he drew, drew an and one at the basket he he was just fun to watch obviously defensively still great
1: um Lou got a chase down block dude that's like this is, this is the kind of team where these weird things are going to happen where it's like, oh, yeah, of course Lou Williams had that lockdown defensive performance and we won the game. Like, it's a team where anyone can kind of surprise you. That chase down block was so sweet. Yeah, um, everybody
0: really pulled through in crunch time. Yeah. I think uh, w- like one general note that I have for this game is I feel like it was a little bit of a glimpse of what this team could really be when it's like all the pieces are moving High as they should be. Yeah. yeah. And I think that it, I mean, we can be even better, obviously, but this was like a glimpse of, of, of when it can work. Um, I think those match, like the lineups, we still have some stuff to figure out, mm-hmm. but it's definitely getting a lot closer. Doc said something interesting that, like, this team, for, and like in this game, it was one of the hardest, like, defensive matchups he, you know, he had ever yeah. tried to put together.
1: Um, I wonder if and that's part of me. I think is because like Boban didn't really play. No, which I was surprised. I actually thought I that thought it would have put him on Capella to tire or just to frustrate Capella. I thought
0: that him versus Capella would be a really effective matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's why I'm not an NBA coach, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we didn't see that much. I think Boban played all of five minutes.
1: Yeah, I have a note in here that if I were to tell you before the game that the Clippers were going to go five of 25 from deep, which is very concerning. Uh, Lou's only gonna go three of 16 and that bobon's only gonna play five minutes and we would still win you would call me a lunatic oh yeah which makes total sense the 5 of 25 is pretty concerning that was probably the biggest concern for me but we yeah. still got the W so yeah when
0: compared to the Rockets we had a lower like a lower field goal percentage and we had like half uh like the three point percentage I Ugh. think we shot for about 20 percent as a team yeah which uh, not is not great, and also just piggybacking on top of this three-point inefficiency, um, I, you know, we've harped on for all three <laughs> games so far, like the rebounding being yeah. such a huge issue, and I think that it's, uh, I guess, on the offensive side, a little bit harder to get those second choice, those second chance points when we're like clanging threes. Yeah,
1: because they miss long. They I miss. still here. Where, like I felt dumb riding it, but I'm like, if we're taking more threes. Shots are going to miss longer, so we yeah. got to be more active around the free throw line for rebounds and let Gortat be fairly worthless down low. Yeah. Um, yeah. We out rebounded the Rockets 49-35, which is big. Yeah, I think we went
0: uh, we out rebounded them six to eleven in the fourth along. That's so big.
1: This team is. I don't think it's going to have any problem with clutchness. I think when the fourth quarter comes, they're all going to really bump up their intensity. Yeah. So I mean, hey, we're two and one, baby. Yeah, it's great. Let's try and we might get to five hundred through this really hard stretch. Right after this advertisement, we're going to be doing our every Monday session, The Freshies. The Freshies. Talking about what rookies you like. But first, we got a game against the Pelicans. Will, how are you going to get tickets for that game? Oh, man. Um, it's so hard. I don't even know. Like, can you just get them from a scalper? I mean, you could if you want to get citizens arrested by me as I walk by watching that happen. Oh, no. Or you could go to Vivid Seats. How right do now. I get there? <laughs> <laughs> right now, go to Vivid Seats Online. You can download their app. Use promo code LOCKED ON in all capital letters to get $20 off your first order of $200 or more. That, is that promo code LOCKED ON? All capital letters, dude. You can search by venue, you can search by event, by seat, whatever you want to do. Take the whole family out. If it's your first purchase of $200 or more, you'll get $20 off with the promo code LOCKED ON. Wow, that's nearly or exactly 10%. All right, so now it's the freshies. We had a couple things. Uh, We talked about Shea a little bit the last segment. So, when do you think we're going to see Jerome play?
0: Here's the thing: is this first stretch of games we've talked about this first like almost 14 games with the exception of a couple. I think we yeah we play the Wizards and and the Magic at one point during this are all extremely hard matchups. (laughs) And you know this team has stated multiple times we want to stay competitive, we want to win. I don't see there being a whole lot of minutes for him outside of probably yeah that Wizards and Magic game
1: yeah I think it's gonna be maybe 25 games into the season before we see over eight minutes of play for Jerome oh no disrespect to Jerome at definitely. Least, definitely but like it's gonna take a long time to get him to where he s- seems to need to be mm-hmm. to get started and also I was kind of bummed on this I'm okay with it now I was more looking at the schedule and I was like yeah this doesn't I were bummed
0: on Jerome not getting a lot of time up top. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and I was like, I want this to happen, but I don't want to damage his confidence. Mm -hmm. It was kind of, you know, he was a lottery pick. He was a lottery pick a lot of people were shocked by. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily mad, but just kind of like, oh, okay, you're taking... It was a head scratch. Taking Jerome Robinson right there. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. I think that it's going to be... We're going to have to feel a little bit more sure in our position in the conference before we're able to give him... Anything more than, you know, I I hate to say garbage minutes, but anything more than. That is a derogatory term. We should come up with a better term for that. I'm going to say winnable minutes. Nice. Per game. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, outside of, you know, those firm, winnable minutes, (laughs) I don't really see a, a whole lot for him. And that's not his fault. And that's not a detriment to his game. No, not at all. I think that when you're a coach, Um, you're going to rely on your guys that you know you can rely on. Especially Doc. Yeah, that's why I'm so surprised that we're
1: already seeing Shea close games. Crunch time games. It's like, I mean, I expected Shea to be a good player this year and get some good minutes. I didn't expect him to be in the fourth quarter for the whole time against the Thunder and against the Rockets. I
0: agree. And from my standpoint, at least, that has more to do with Doc for me than it had to do with Shea. I've like, Always hmm. been convinced of his ability. I was yeah. pretty sure that he was going to be able to contribute right away. That is true. I thought because of the system and the lineup he was coming into, not to mention the amount of guards we had For sure. coming into the season, that like the biggest the biggest hurdle to him, his development would be the amount of play he was able to
1: receive. Absolutely. It's been a pretty awesome revelation and kind of a really cool... I don't know what happened to Doc. I don't know what happened in his heart to give Shay this time, but it's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it's pressure from up top. I don't think it is because I don't think Doc would let that happen. No, I think he just... He's like the opposite, too. He'd be like, oh, you want me to play Shay? Cool, he's wearing street clothes for the next two weeks. <laughs> like. Yeah,
0: but I mean, back to the Jerome thing. Um, how would you feel about a player like him... Maybe playing some like if he was on a two way contract versus a, a yeah.
1: regular NBA rookie contract. Let him play in the G League. Get the reps. That's my thing. Is if I mean, because he can only play forty five games in the NBA if he goes down, right? If he has, a, if he's on a two way contract, two-way. yeah. So there's no
0: way that he's going to play more than that.
1: Exactly. You're not going to play him in over half the games this season. I'm not seeing it. Like you're not going to. You're just not going to do that. So, yeah, I want him to get runs. I want him to get minutes. He should just be playing against... You know, it's good he gets the practice reps and stuff like that. But if he's not going to dress, have him play in the G League. Yeah. Just for a little bit. Yeah. Because he's got to get his shooting confidence. Like, that's the whole big thing with him. He's a shooter. Yeah. What do you think? Um... I guess I
0: wouldn't want him to go to the G League. I wish that it was more fluid the path from, especially like just baseball. for rookies. Yeah, we're like we're sending you down. Yeah, the path from G League to to NBA. But the thing is, is if he's practicing with a different squad, I think that that's going to be a de- detriment. A I want him point. practicing against our like our A team guys. I want him to be solid and like feel comfortable shooting. And in games, if that's not coming for him, I want him to have the experience guarding top-level talent so he can at least contribute on that end of the floor if he can't be an immediate scorer.
1: What about this? He only plays one-on-one against Patrick Beverly in practice. Then he plays for the G League team. Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That about wraps it up for us. Pretty great weekend for the Clippers overall. Oh, yeah. Could not have gone better. Tomorrow, we're going to have a game preview for a brutal matchup against the Pelicans. Yeah, you guys are going to want to tune in for this one. Oh, that one's going to be hard. We're going to do the game preview. We have, as always, Twitter Tuesdays, where we're highlighting the insanity that is NBA Twitter. There might be a beef between Mark Stein and Shams right now, which is pretty sweet.
0: Find out more tomorrow.
1: I have been Positive Chuck Mockler. And I have
0: been William the Opinion Updike. Thanks for tuning in to Locked on Clippers, guys. Come back every weekday for new content for your favorite Los Angeles basketball team.